Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the Gospel reading, John 11. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, who here likes delays? Who here likes delays? Oh, oh there, there's a hand, okay. I mean, how many of us actually go to MBS Airport thinking, oh, goody, I hope my plane is delayed today. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm pretty sure most of us here, if we made a list of our favorite things, delays, not going to be one of them, okay? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a school delay, uh, right? I have, a teacher in the, I have a teacher in the house now, so I know school delays and school cancellations put a smile on Ruthie's face. <laughs> yes. But for the most part, we don't like delays. We avoid them. Well, in our gospel reading today, delay is a big deal. It's huge. A big part of the reading this morning. When Lazarus, Jesus' bud, his friend, becomes sickly, Mary and Martha, the sisters, send word to Jesus quickly, don't delay, come today. Don't delay, come today. That's where the gospel reading kicks off. John 11, verses 1 through 3. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. Sending out an S. O-S. That's what Mary and Martha do, right? They send word to Jesus. They turn to the very one who's been healing folks left and right. Jesus, your buddy, your best friend Lazarus is ill. He's sicker than a dog, running a high temp. Come quickly. Don't delay. Come today. But Jesus shocks and awes by delaying when a man is dying doesn't seem very loving. Jesus supposedly loves this family. Just in case we missed it, we're told a second time that Jesus adores, loves, treasures this family from Bethany. John eleven five. 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Since he loves this trio... We expect to hear, Jesus went and healed Lazarus. But that's not what Jesus does, eh? Verse 6. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed. He stayed. He stayed. He stayed. <laughs> Two days longer in the place where he was. Uh, did we hear that correctly? <laughs> Jesus hunkers down. He waits. He delays. Now, this delay is not very helpful to Lazarus. Verse 11. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. He's dead. But I go to awaken him. 
friend? Jesus calls Lazarus friend? Friend, really? He's acting more like an enemy. It's as though he hates this bloke. I mean, Jesus, with the word, could have healed Lazarus from a distance, but he didn't do that. Oh, sure, Jesus talks about going to Lazarus and waking him up from his graveyard bed. But Mary and Martha, they don't know any of that. They don't know what, what Jesus has said. They're not standing over the cold corpse of their bro, Lazarus, singing, what a friend we have in Jesus. They're not doing that. This delay hurts. A punch in the gut. That empty chair at Dinden, a stark reminder that God's delay doesn't bring them love, but misery. Oh, and by the way, Bethany, that name means house of misery. Yeah, this home has oodles and oodles of misery. Now, Jesus actually does get off his bum and goes to Bethany. And before he actually gets into town, Martha hears that he's, he's near. And so she puts on her running shoes and makes a mad dash to Jesus because she can't wait. She can't wait. She needs to see Jesus ASAP. And when she does, she gives Jesus a piece of her mind. Pulls no punches. Verses 17 through 22. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha had heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. A day late and a dollar short. Uh, four days, actually, right? <laughs> uh, four days is kind of a, a big number within Judaism. Uh, in Jewish speech, Jewish talk, uh, dude definitely dead. See, the Jews had this belief that the soul hung around the body for three days. So the fourth day, uh, gone guy. Gone guy. Gone guy. Martha knows this. Martha, in her head, in her thinking, she, she doesn't think he's coming back this side of heaven. She doesn't think that at all. So it gets real and raw, fast. Jesus... If you would have answered our SOS, my brother, your friend, would still be alive. But even now, but even now, I know you can do something. Maybe perhaps, you know, you can console and comfort us like no one else here can. Maybe that's it. But through these tears, Jesus, it's really difficult for me to see how this delay... It's going to be a way for you to display your love for me and for Martha today. Dear friends, do you hear Martha's <coughs> honesty? If you had been here. Jesus, if you had been here. Have we ever prayed prayers like that? I think so. 
We've all pulled a Martha. Jesus, if you had been here, if you had been here, Jesus, my loved one would still be alive. Jesus, if you had been here, my disease, my sickness wouldn't have spread. Jesus, if you had been here, the division in the home, in the church, in the community, at school, in the workplace, wouldn't have deepened. Jesus, if you had been here, I wouldn't be so, so bad or so sad or so mad. Jesus, if you had been here, dot, 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 you can fill in the blanks. I can too. Another way to spin that is, Jesus, don't you hear me? Don't delay, come today. Where were you, Jesus? Where are you, Jesus? We pray and we pray and we pray for health and wholeness in mind and body, for peace and harmony in the family, in school, at church, in the community, at work, for deliverance from the demons and the darkness around us. But nothing seems to change. Isn't Jesus our friend? Does he not care for us? How can his delay be a way for him to, to display his love for us any day? It doesn't seem possible. His delay and his love are incompatible, right? Wait one second. Hold your horses. Listen up, GLC. It's time for us to see delay in a whole new way. See, our Lord's delay and his love are more compatible than, 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 than we ever thought possible. No matter Jesus' delay, death holds no sway. So we can count on his delay being his surprising way to express his love, which will ultimately win one day. Did you notice that Jesus doesn't scold Martha? Oh, Martha, Martha, Martha. Come on, Martha. Just believe harder. Have more faith in me. He doesn't um, make excuses. Oh, Martha, this Jesus gig is really tough. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. Really, really, I, mean, I just need a vacation. Can you blame me? Nothing like that. Nothing like that at all. Jesus simply offers a promise. John eleven twenty three, 23. Your brother will rise again. Now Martha, of course, believes in the general resurrection on the last day. I mean, that's like Judaism 101. She, she learned that in catechism class, okay? She gets that. So did Jesus come all this way to tell Martha what she already knows? No, not at all. Jesus takes that, that future that promise of future resurrection and makes it a present tense reality in his person, in his being. Verses 25 and 26. 
I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Can Martha trust a late Jesus? Can Martha believe that this Jesus can transform his tardiness into an expression of his tenderness? Can, can, can Martha look into the eyes of Jesus and see in any delay, any delay, the God who says everything is going to be a-okay? Can Martha stake her eternal destiny, put all of her faith chips on this person who, who promises resurrection and life power in the present? Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. John 11, 27. Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Dear friends, do you believe, do you believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life when things are bad, when things are getting worse, especially when things are getting worse? Yes, you do. So do I. Yes, Lord, I believe. That is our Holy Spirited confession of faith. Yes, Lord, I believe. We got up this morning, got cleaned up, put on some clothes, drove to 303 Ruth Street because our God is the God who raises the dead. So whatever delays we have and, and, and whatever delays are ahead, we can count, we can expect to be surprised by God's love. Just as he said. Especially beyond a resurrection bed. That's what we see play out here in John chapter 11. Because of his 96 hour delay, Jesus can manhandle death that day. Putting his love for Lazarus, his friend, on full display. But the greatest act of love would occur, 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 on, 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 good, 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 fry, fry, Friday. On Good Friday. Mary and Martha can count on Jesus. Can trust Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Even, even trust him with their brother's death. He's no letdown. He doesn't disappoint them. He doesn't put them to shame. He comes through for them. He pulls off a miracle. A miracle that he planned, right? John 11, 11. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. But I go to awaken him. To our Lord, death is a snooze. It's just a nap. He can wake up the dead easier than a mommy waking up her teenage son for school. He, he proves it here, doesn't he? Lazarus, come out. And he does. He does. He, he wakes up from his graveyard bed. Now, he looks like a mummy. He needs some help, you know, getting unwrapped. But he lives. Lazarus is alive. He's alive. Sadness transformed into gladness. Jesus leads Mary and Martha out the other end 
of the delay and puts his love on full display. And he leads, not from a distance. Look what he does. He enters. He enters Mary and Martha's pain and hurt and tears and fears and suffering so that he can take them by the hand and lead them, lead them through their tears, their fears, their sadness, their sorrow, their pain, their hurt, their suffering. John 11, verses 33 through 35. When Jesus saw Mary weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Shortest verse in the Bible, as we know. He weeps. Jesus weeps. Now, to understand the tears streaming down the face of Jesus, we got to wrestle with these words. Lord, come and see. Come and see. Now, these folks say way more than they actually realized. Come and see are discipleship words in the Gospel of John. And, and you know this. Jesus would say, or does say to would-be disciples, come and see. Philip says to Nathaniel, come and see. And two weeks ago, we heard Miss Samaritan say to her entire village, right, come and see. Vas istas. What does this mean? These discipleship words aimed at Jesus. What, what's going on here? Jesus is being invited to enter the life of the disciple. The life lived under the cross. The life that is filled with calamity, misery, casualty. Hostility, mortality. See, Jesus chooses the thorny road. No free passes for Jesus. No free passes. Misunderstanding, betrayal, rejection, shame, bloodshed, tears, nails, wooden beams, violence, suffering, death, grave. Jesus doesn't divorce himself from our suffering. He actually enters into our suffering willingly. Joyfully, even. He shares in our suffering. No surprise to him, of course. It doesn't mean that Jesus has no emotion. He has lots of emotion, right? We see that here in our text. Jesus ain't no robot. He has tear ducts and he uses them. We see that in our text. See, when Jesus sees the grave of Lazarus, he weeps. He weeps because he sees his own grave. He knows he's going to die. Death hurts everyone. Death is going to hurt Jesus. In fact, everything that hurts us hurts Jesus. He knows this. We really see the agony. That Jesus goes through as he contemplates the cross in the garden of Gethsemane, where he cries out, Father, Father, 
Take this cup away from me if you are willing. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Now, the Garden of Gethsemane doesn't show up in the Gospel of John. But this is his version of it. Right here in John chapter 11. When Jesus sees the grave of Lazarus, he sees his own death. And he's not derailed, deterred by that. Oh, no, no, no. With tears in his eyes, he embraces his death. He embraces his death because his death is for the life of the world. His death will crush the head of slithery serpent Satan. His death will blot out the sin of the world. His death will pay the price for your sins and mine. His death will swing wide the paradise pearlies. His death will secure for sinners salvation. His death will be the undoing of death. His death will be the greatest act of love in the history of the world. And Jesus says so in John chapter 15, a couple chapters later, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. His friends. You are his friends. So am I. All that he did, he did for us. We are his friends currently, today, right here, right now, always. Because Jesus ain't dead. He's not dead. Jesus woke up on Easter morning, climbed out of his graveyard bed, folded his clothes, and he walked out of the grave. He took up his life on the third day. No one expected it, even though he predicted it. Talk about a tough three days to wait. We know the scaredy-cat disciples, they hunkered down in a locked room, and they had a question going through their mind, didn't they? How long will our execution be delayed? They got Jesus, they got him, they crucified him. Well, we're next, the followers. This is most certainly true. And into that locked room strolls, strolls, strolls the freshly resurrected Jesus. And he's there not to scold them. He's there to give them peace. Oh, and peace he gives them. Oh boy, lots of peace. He shows them his wounds. And John tells us, go check this out. When they see his wounds, they are, they're glad. They're filled with joy when they see the Lord. Because in that moment, in that moment, they know that nothing in this world, no one in this world can actually down and drown them for good forever. Jesus will bring them, bring them through, through, through. That's the preposition, dear friends, that's filled with gospel good news. Through. Just as he promised Lazarus. John eleven four. 4. This illness does not lead to death. It didn't. His illness led not to death, but, but through death. Not around death. Not over death, not under death, but, but through death. Through, through, through. Dear friends, think about how, think about where in your life you need Jesus to bring you through. Think about that for a moment. What do you need Jesus to bring you through?
and then pray. Don't delay. Come today. The Lord hears your prayer. Just as he heard Mary and Martha, he'll answer it even. He will. He will answer your prayer. Come. Don't delay. Come today. Now, the today might be in four days or in four weeks or in four months or in four years or, or in four decades. But the today is coming, dear friends. The wait is almost over. The delay may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. I know, dear friends, it seems as though Jesus is late. I know. But when he arrives, Jesus is right on time. We will see. We will see. We will see. So let's keep on praying. Don't delay. Come today. Knowing full well that his delay will not end with dismay and decay, but rather with his love put on full display in the most surprising way. How true that is last day, when he wakes us from our graveyard bed, Bob, come out. Deb, come out. Patricia, come out. Nathan, come out. Herbie, come out. The delay, dear friends, will be worth it. Do you believe in resurrection life, Jesus? Oh yeah, you do. You do. You're believing we'll give way to sight. What a sight that will be. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend indeed. Come soon, Lord Jesus.